Welcome to episode 58 of Bureau 42's X-Files Retrospective Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we're looking at The Walk, Season 3, Episode 7, original air date November 10th, 1995. IMDb user score is 7.2 out of 10, which makes it tied for being the second lowest scoring episode of the season. And the action primarily takes place in Maryland and Virginia. It was directed by Rob Bowman in his 10th of 33 episodes directing the series and written by John Scheiben. Now, Scheiben's work on this episode is his first of 24 writing credits on the series. Later on, he will have producer and or writing credits on Enterprise, Lone Gunman, Harsh Realm, Breaking Bad, and more. So he's an accomplished writer, but he's probably better known for his work as a producer. The plot synopsis on this one involves Don Thompson in his third of four appearances, following Conduit and Sleepless, as Lieutenant Colonel Victor Stans, who in the teaser reports that many of his unsuccessful suicide attempts following the death of his family have been prevented by some supernatural entity. Following the teaser, when he's investigated by Mulder and Scully, Scully concludes that he's suffering from classic PTSD, but Mulder thinks that no, maybe there is someone there. And as they dig into it, they discover other officers with similar stories. Scully sees this as a cover-up, which definitely warrants investigation. Mulder sees it as a series of killings targeted by something with a supernatural element. So while they do agree that an investigation is necessary, they disagree on why that is. Now, in a lot of cases, we're talking about people who've lost family members in home fires. Uh, The soldier in questions had unsuccessful suicides, again, claiming that something supernatural or someone supernatural is preventing their deaths to keep them suffering. Now, as we learn more about the hospital in Maryland, we learn that it includes an orderly roach, played by Willie Garson in the first of two appearances on the X-Files. Garson is known for Groundhog Day being John Malkovich, something about Mary and more. We learn that he's been stealing mail from the victims of these attacks, and that it seems to be related to his relationship with Rappo, played by Ian Tracy, who appears in only this episode of The X-Files, but also appears in Man of Steel, Insomnia, Da Vinci's Inquest, Sucker Punch, and more. Now, Tracy is a quadriplegic soldier who lost his limbs in an accident that he blames Roach for. And here, I just want to call out Matt Beck's visual effects team. They need a lot of kudos and credit for this episode. Because the actor has both arms and both legs, his character doesn't. And he's a lot more mobile than you would expect in terms of moving from location to location. And You know, he does a lot of things in bed, but he also does them in a wheelchair and in other locations. And it is very convincingly portrayed as though he's got none of his limbs remaining. But Rabo has discovered how to use these astral projection abilities that he's developed to visit places that he has a connection to, either by having been there personally or having something from there, such as the mail, brought to him. His next target is General Callahan, played by Thomas Capacci. Capacci appears only in this episode of The X-Files, but he has a lot of other credits to his name, including No Country for Old Men, Catch Me If You Can, Stigmata, Leaving Las Vegas, Star Trek's Murder, She Wrote. So again, certainly a working, respectable, and accomplished actor, as The X-Files is consistently getting for their guest stars. And a lot of that comes with Ian Tracy in this one. So Callahan does eventually lose his family members, so his son and his wife, before Rappo is put down. Callahan realizes what's coming on and comes to kill Rappo. But when he talks to him and discovers that his assailant would rather be dead than be the quadriplegic that he is, he lets him live. Uh, Victor Stans does come and kill Rappo because he's not willing to let that happen, which seems to wrap it up. Overall, it's not a bad episode. It just doesn't really stand out. It's a mediocre script that is saved by some pretty spectacular visual effects and some incredible acting by Tracy. 
And while they deserve a lot of credit for that, great effects in acting are going to become more and more common as the series develops. But because of that, it is going to be a fairly short episode this week. I don't have that much more to say about The Walk. Join us again next week as we get to Oubliette. And don't forget, we will now be able to read feedback on the air. Just email said feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com. Rate this and any other podcast you listen to on iTunes or on Stitcher. It really does help them get noticed. And finally, thank you for listening. Intro and outro music is Outside Poolside by Laswell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content copyright 2015, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments or feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening.